Welcome to Singling God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. Be not worrying, well doing. You'll weep if you faint not. Somebody said, yes, but I've been believing this for a long time. And yet, it hasn't come through yet. I've been afflicted for many of the afflictions of the righteous, but God delivered them out of them all. Who healeth all thy diseases and forgiveth all thy iniquities. Want to bring those that are going through trials and that count it all of joy. When you fall into diverse temptations, though your faith be tried as by fire, that it can come forth as pure gold. The true body of Christ, those that live godly in Christ Jesus, shall suffer persecution. And we say, well, why? Because we're troubled on every side, but we're not in distress. We're perplexed, but we're not in despair. We are all persecuted, but we're not forsaken. We are all cast down, but we're not destroyed. Somebody said, well, that was the Apostle Paul. We which live, the body of Christ, are always delivered unto death. That the life of our Lord Jesus would be manifest in our mortal bodies. For we which live are always delivered unto death. That's the cross. Crucifying the flesh with the affections and the lust. Not only called to believe on Jesus, but also to suffer for his name's sake. For if you suffer with him, you will reign with him. And we're all going through trials, and especially the body of Christ at this present season. Why? Because God is doing a new thing. And all those that are going through trials, troubles, temptations, our faith is being tried as by fire, and we will reap if we faint not. In other words, if we continue on and occupy till he comes, that we will prevail. And we know that Paul states that we which live are always delivered unto death. That's the body of Christ. And that the life of our Lord Jesus may be made manifest in our mortal bodies. That is uh, where we, as a body of Christ, are living epistles. Our lives uh, that are seen daily literally give glory to the Lord Jesus Christ because if you've done it to the one or the least of these, my brethren, Jesus said, you've done it unto me. Therefore, defraud that not your brethren, for God is the avenger of all such. We want to focus on the good works that you've done. Many have run and run this race and to win the prize, maybe holding on for a healing. And by faith, holding on till they receive that promised possession and the now faith, which is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Going through trials, going through tribulations, and it's for our good. He didn't say all things are good, but all things work together for good to them that love God, to them that are called according to his purpose. The mortifying the deeds with the, the works of the flesh. Mortifying the deeds of the flesh. And by doing so, we have life. Crucifying the flesh with the affections and the lust are the only ones that reveal Christ as a shining light to the world. We see in Luke 18 that Jesus is speaking about an unjust judge. As we read this scripture, 
And Jesus said, He spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint. Well, somebody said, well, I don't want to be weary and well-doing, but I've been praying for this for a long time. Well, he says here, why should we pray and continually pray and pray without ceasing? What's the purpose? Well, God hears, and his ears are open to the righteous cry. And God will move. Always, not in some time, but always he hears the cry of the righteous. The paths of the righteous are ordered of the Lord. Nothing happens by chance. They are predetermined counsel of God, or ordained of God. For the, the people, the believers, the true called ones in God, the anointed, there show forth his great light to this world, and it shines in darkness, and the darkness comprehends it not. And men uh, don't come to the light because their deeds are evil. That's the reason why. Somebody said, well, I, I, I'm a witness for the Lord Jesus, but yet, and I've talked to these particular ones over and over again about the, the glorious gift of salvation, healing, that the Lord God delivers all the benefits, and yet they will not come to the cross. What am I doing wrong? You're doing nothing wrong. You're doing everything right. You're standing as a witness for the Lord Jesus Christ and the testimony of Jesus. Why don't they obey? Well, because they don't come to the light because their deeds are evil. And a person has to be willing with the convicting power of the Holy Ghost to repent of their evil deeds, which they've ungodly committed. Now we find that Jesus said, men ought always to pray. Now prayer and supplication. Prayer is giving God his glory that he has made us and not we ourselves. That made the heavens and earth and all that therein is. To give him the praise, honor, and the glory due to his name. Then we have supplication. The supplications are a request made known unto God. So it's prayers and supplications to the Lord Jesus Christ, knowing that he has good thoughts to us above all that we can think or imagine for the work of the ministry for the glory of God. Notice that Paul states that even though that we are in a constant delivered unto death in fellowship of Christ's sufferings. That's something you don't hear much of today. That the glorious light of the gospel will go forth and they would see the Christ in you with the flesh crucified. A living epistle. A chosen generation. A royal priesthood. Your light shining forth in a dark and evil world. And he states there that men always ought to pray and not to faint, not quit. Always coming, pressing toward the mark for the pride of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. What can we expect? Well, let's take a look because he's giving us a principle that how the Lord listens to our prayers 
And he does wish above all things that we mayest prosper and be in health, even as our soul prospers. That health and prosperity is predicated upon our soul prospering. God's in a salvation business. And all things are not good, but all things work together for good to them that are called, to them that are called for the purpose of God, and them that love God and called according to his purpose, the will of God. But he's working according to his will, not ours. We expect a certain thing to happen at a certain time because we have prayed, we have stood in the gap, and we've constantly brought these prayers and supplications for the Lord and wonder why God has not answered as yet. Well, this is where faith comes in. Faith bridges the gap between the spiritual and the physical. We know that when you go into the physical store here in the earthly realm that you have to have money. And to do that, you walk in, the merchandise is there for sale, and you pick what you want and buy giving the uh, money in that tender currency, you purchase whatever you want. Well, heaven does not work on man, mammon or money, but does work according to faith. Even Jesus did their mighty, many mighty miracles because of their unbelief. We find that that unbelief locks uh, the work of God. Even the anointing, uh, there is literally spurned at. They don't want it. They love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. Now, Jesus said for you, for those that are praying and earnestly contending for the faith that was once delivered to the saints, that don't be weary in well-doing. And don't faint, don't quit. And he tells us a principle. And he said, uh, there was in this city a judge. Now, this is Luke 18 which feared not God, neither regarded man. He didn't fear God or man. And there was a widow in that city. Had no power, no leverage with this judge. And she came unto him saying, avenge me of mine adversary, my enemy, avenge me. She's a widow. She needs help. She carries her case to the judge. And rightly so. And Jesus said he would not for a while. But afterward, he said within himself, Though I fear not God, nor regard man, yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she worry me. Now, that is a continuing, uh, ongoing, constantly prayer and supplications before God and not quitting and not fainting. The importunity, a keep on own, keeping on. <laughs> Ask and to be given unto you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. But he that asketh, shall be given, seek, shall find, knock, it shall be open to him. But that's to keep on asking, keep on seeking, 
keep on knocking. It's not just one time, and that's faith, and set it to the side because you've called it. By faith, you've called it done. You've decreed a thing. But Jesus said, no. Keep coming back. And how will the Lord listen to us? This is an unjust judge. And it's a principle there. Jesus said, not because this judge feared God or man. Here's a widow. She has no leverage uh, in the economical place that she is in life, uh, that she is some important uh, person there that they would take knowledge, but because of her continual coming. The judge says, she worries me. She keeps coming over and over. Avenge me of mine adversary. Well, the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge saith, and shall not God. Now, he tells us this principle, and then refers it to himself, the Lord Jesus Christ, how he deals with us. We think we say one prayer, that's it. But no, our heart's desire is to continually bring it before the Lord God and bring our prayers and supplications to him daily, daily bread, or daily seeking God, even when the apostle there had forsook the Lord Jesus. He was in Gethsemane praying. And he said, uh, there he went a little space further. And he said, uh, there to pray, lest you enter into temptation. And that he went there, could you not, could you not pray and stand with me for one hour? We are to continually seek the Lord our God in praying without ceasing and not fainting, not becoming weary and well-doing. And the Lord Jesus said, this is how he deals with us. And he said, shall not God avenge his own elect, the church of the living God, the ecclesia, the, the church of the living God, which cried day and night unto him, not just day, but continually praying, continually seeking the Lord, continually Asking, seeking, and knocking. Now, here is a very important principle. Notice in verse 7 in Luke 18. He says, Shall not God avenge his own elect, which cried day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? Why bear long? Because it's a trial of the faith. Do you believe God? Do you know that God is for you? Do you know that God is the Lord Jesus Christ? There's not another. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, that he is God, and a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. That is day and night. It's not, well, I said one prayer, and I think that I've called it by faith, and it's done, and I decreed it and walked away. No, you keep. You keep in your importunity. Keep coming back. Bring it to the Lord, bringing his promises to remembrance, standing on the word of God, and the Lord will always, eternally world without end, answer, and it'll be for our good, always. Though he bear long with them, 
He said there will be a time that God bears long, not shortly and just immediately, boom, because it strengthens our faith. It's like someone that goes into an exercise room in the physical realm and starts weightlifting. Well, if he only lifts one weight one time and then throws it to the side and thinks that he has a great workout and the muscles are exercised thereby, that it's foolish because he has not put any pressure against it. And by doing so, there is no cause and effect, and the same works with faith. Faith is tried as by fire. Then it will come forth as pure gold that comes into our bones. And those that are of full age in Hebrews 5, they have their senses exercised thereby. How did you exercise your, your touch, taste, smell, hearing? Your senses exercised thereby to discern both good from evil because you know through faith and through your experience that you have obtained that God will and always will answer though he bear long may not come in one day, may not come in one month. There again, it may. But we know that God cannot deny his word. He cannot deny himself. So we continually bring his promises to remembrance, standing on his word, and we occupy until he comes and we receive the answer of God that is to our benefit for our salvation of our souls, both spirit, soul, and body. Though he bears long with us, well, that faith is exercised thereby to discern both good and evil because of our senses being uh, gone through that fire of testings and trials. And we find that that tribulation, the trouble we go through, worketh patience. Now, everyone wants patience, but it comes through tribulation troubles that we go through. Tribulation work with patience. Well, what is this persecution? What's the cause for this uh, tribulation that we go through? It works patience. We understand that because tribulation work with patience. Patience works experience, and that's having our senses exercised thereby to discern both good from evil, Hebrews 5. Well, but that faith is tried as by fire the fiery trials, which is the trials, as though some strange happened to us, but rejoice inasmuch as we are partakers of Christ's sufferings, and the glory of God resteth upon you. But after we've done the will of God, we have need of patience to receive a full reward. That tribulation worketh patience. Well, that faith, not alone, it has to be exercised. And it's exercised through trouble, tribulation. What is the tribulation? What is the persecution? Well, it affords our faith to grow exceedingly and the charity of everyone to abound one toward another. Paul states, we're bound to thank God for you. In all your persecutions and tribulations that you endure, you've got to endure hardship as a good soldier. This is not a promise to bed of roses. 
He said, in the world, you will have tribulation. The world's going to hate you. You'll be hated of all nations. And in the last days, even some will be put to death. And he forewarned us that in John 16. He said, let not your heart be troubled. And he said, I have forewarned you. The time is going to come. They're going to deliver you out of their synagogue. The time is coming. They're going to take you out of their churches. Cast your name out for evil. Yea, the time cometh that whosoever kills you will think that he did God a service. Why? Because they have not known the Father nor me, Jesus said, and that's the reason they'll do these things to you. They're not true one God, Jesus, believers in the doctrine of Christ. They don't have that. And the doctrine of Christ is what's being taught now and received in all over the world. Africa, India, Nepal, Pakistan, all through the world and even in America where we have a mammon prosperity gospel being preached that chokes the word of God, yet it's breaking through to those that have an ear to hear the true word of God, the real Jesus. What are the reasons for all of this persecutions, tribulations, but Paul says in 2 Thessalonians, Thessalonians 1 that it grows your faith to faith. The glory, you added to your faith virtue. You've added to your virtue knowledge. But when you have a revelation of the word of God, it's going to be tried as by fire. That it can come forth as pure gold and go into your bones. And that's how you know that God is and have your senses Exercise thereby to discern both good from evil, a living testament or testimony of Jesus. Through and this spirit of prophecy that we receive greater in growing up into the Lord Jesus in glory from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. It does not come when you're on a mountaintop, it comes while you're in the valley, the valley of decision. He is the lily of the valley. He'll go through the fire with you. When you go through the flood, he's there with you. Go through the fire, he's there with you. Like with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, one likened to the Son of God was seen in there. Nebuchadnezzar said, did not see, and we cast in three men into the fire, but yet there is another. As the appearance as of the Son of God. He goes through the fire with you. Always, he's with you and will never leave you, nor forsake you. And then when you have that knowledge of God, it's going to be tried as by fire. Faith will come forth in it. And they'll go from faith to faith, from glory to glory. They'll count it all the joy when you fall into these diverse temptations. Though your faith be tried as by fire, it'll come forth as pure gold to the glory of God. Then add to your knowledge, uh, temperance, self-control, Temperate in all things, striving for the mastery. And temperance, patience. Well, patience is only exercised there by tribulation. Trouble. Tribulation worketh patience. And in the world, you're going to have trouble. You're going to have tribulation. They're going to hate you because they hated Jesus first. And if they hated Jesus first, they're going to hate you. Why? Because Jesus stated 
if they call the master of the house, Beelzebub, how much more will he call those, they call those of his house, Beelzebub, the prince of the flies, the devil. Even the Lord God of glory, they tried to kill, throw down the hill headlong to kill him. But his hour was not yet. He will do, they will do the same to us. Jesus stated that because they have not known the Father nor me, Jesus said in John 16, 1. Well, you stand for that true Jesus, the real Christ, not this phony tribulation that you think you go through in a Trinity doctrine. They're not under the rod of God. Only the true believers under the rod of God. The chastening rod. Jesus said, all that I love, I chasten. But we have to be in God. To be in God, you have to have that revelation as little children, then you've known the Father. 1 John 2, 12-14, the true believers. The true believers are going to have trouble and be hated of the world, the true one. The ones that are in money, well, the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches already have them. They love the world. The love of the Father's not there. Any man love the world, the love of the Father's not in him. All that is of the world, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, the lust of the flesh. Those that go to church, they look at the car I drive. Look at the suit I wear. Look at the amount of the offering I give. Look at the network of people that love me. Not going through any kind of trouble or tribulation because they're not in the true gospel of Jesus Christ. You're in the true Jesus, and you're seeking him with all your heart. He's going to reveal himself to you. You will be born of the water and the spirit as you repent. You will be newborn babes, desiring the sincere milk of the word you may grow thereby. But as you grow, there's birth pains. As you bring forth Jesus in you, and there'll be travail, sorrow, birth pains. And then you'll go to the next step of little children. I write you little children because you've known the Father. Well, that came to you through revelation. Yes, but it will be tried. It'll be tried as by fire. And then you'll go to young men. And you've overcome the wicked one. Why? Because the world's going to fight you there. In the world, you're going to have tribulation. It's going to fight you tooth and toenail that you will not stand for Jesus. They'll do everything they can to get you to deny the Lord, to deny him. And if you deny him, he'll deny you. Notice that the young men that have grown up in the Jesus to that statue of young men in 1 John 2, 12 through 14, the word of God is strong in them. They love the word. And they've overcome the wicked one. They've overcome the devil, the world, and their own flesh through trials and tribulations. And they've overcome. To overcome means you've overcome uh, tests and temptations and trials. To have a testimony, the old saying is, you have to have a test to have a testimony. That's true. Well, Paul says that whenever you have that patience, let patience have her perfect work. That you will not come short in anything, but receive a full reward. After you've done the will of God, you've done the will of God. But then we have need of patience. Let patience have a perfect work. There's a work there. It's a work in faith. 
And then you come to, after patience, godliness. That's a godlike. Shining forth, walking in the light as he's in the light. Fellowship one with another. The blood of Jesus cleanses you from all sin. Then you go to brotherly kindness, brotherly love. And then finally, charity. Charity is uh, the divine love uh, for God based in doing his will. Not just love, but love based in obedience to the word of God. That's charity. Paul states that your faith is growing and the charity is abounding one toward another in uh, these feasts of charity. Though you endure hardship as a good soldier, you're enduring these hardships. In the world, they're trying to knock you out. They have the cares of this world, deceitfulness of riches, hitting you, trying to knock you out. And then there's tribulation and persecution that will always arise for the word's sake. But you have to stand strong. And be established in that doctrine of Christ, not being moved by any wind of doctrine. Paul says that in 2 Thessalonians 1, that these tribulations, these persecutions that you endure, they are a manifest token of the righteous judgment of God. That's how you know that you will be counted worthy of the kingdom of God for which things you suffer. You're suffering for that. And all that will enter in will go through these trials and temptations and these sufferings and persecutions. There's no way around it. They'll count it all a joy when they rail upon you, say all manner of evil things against you. Be joyful, leap for joy, why? Because great is your reward in heaven. That is if what will happen to every individual believer, regardless of what your calling and purpose of God in the body of Christ is for you. All of us will have tribulation that, per, that worketh patience. Patience will work experience. But it's that experience that worketh hope. Hope making not a shame because the love of God is shed abroad in the heart by the Holy Ghost. So it's a manifest token of the righteous judgment of God that we that suffer might be accounted worthy of the kingdom of God for which you also suffer. That's why you're suffering for the kingdom of God. You have to know why you're going through why you're, what you're going through and why you're going through it. And this is uh, us ministers, our duty to bring this to you. That there is a cross. A crossless Christianity is no Christianity. Jesus said, if any man come after me, let him first deny himself. Pick up your cross and come and follow me. The cross is there through the fire, who's the Holy Ghost and fire whose fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly purge his floor. That's through the fiery trials and tri uh, tribulations that we go through. Those that are full age, they are weaned off the milk 
and they're eating the strong meat of the word of God. But every time that you grow in the Lord Jesus Christ, you'll find that the Lord will prune you because he wants you to bear more fruit. You'll feel like you have everything that you thought you had accomplished. You'll feel like you have nothing. Your leaves are cut off, in other words. But when you find that the tree casts all the leaves and is barked, then only the holy seed will be the substance thereof. And that's what will shine forth. The seed, Christ in you, will shine forth. There's no other way but through the cross. And we have, uh, through the various prosperity denominational preachers telling you, there is no cross. That's the false church of Babylon. Mystery Babylon the Great, the mother of hearts and abominations of the earth, says, I said a queen. She's the queen of heaven. She's Astarte. She's Tammuz. She said, I said a queen. I am no widow. I'm married to Jesus. He's the king. I'm the queen. And I will see no sorrow. Thank you very much, she says. She says proudly there that she will have no sufferings, no tribulation, no persecution. She's above that. And she's poor, naked, destitute, desolate of the things of God. That's what you see in Laodicea. Laodicea says, I'm increased with goods. I'm clothed, fed, and I have need of nothing. That's what Babylon, the false church, says, drunk by the wine of her fornication. She can't wear the blue. She wears the purple. She wears the scarlet. But she cannot wear the blue because she will never confess that Jesus Christ, the man, is the father of glory. She can't wear the blue. She never will. But she says, I said a queen. I am no widow, and I will see no sorrow, no birth pains, no sufferings, no tribulation, no persecution, because she doesn't need it. And God will destroy her in one hour. Somebody says, that doesn't have anything to do with salvation. Oh, yes, it does. Look at Amos 9, verse 9. God has called to sift the house of Israel through the nations. The nations, they are God's sifter. And he sells the barley and the wheat for fine flour and the meat or the meal offering to God. And he sifts the house of Israel, but not the least grain will fall to the ground. He will not lose any believer in him. But watch the next verse, Amos 9, 10. But God said, I will destroy all the sinners of my people, his people, by the sword. Uh-oh, they didn't know there was a sword. They thought it was peace. That's what the Antichrist says. That's his message. By peace, he will destroy many. A crossless Christianity, no sufferings, no tribulation, no persecution. That is Mr. Babylon. Said a queen, I am no widow. I will see no sorrows, no sufferings, no pain, no tribulation, no persecution. No birth brings to bring forth Jesus in you. And that is the destruction of Babylon in her pride and all that her soul lusted after and the merchants 
or of the world are made rich through the abundance of her delicacies. They stay in that kind of a false church because of mammon, money. They're made rich through the abundance of her delicacies, all that they're so lusted after. They, they procured it. They obtained it through this deceitful prosperity message that is bloodless, crossless. It has nothing in the do of the glory of God. Neither will it have the anointing. It's a false anointing. And a false anointing is a false Christ. A false Christ will deceive many in the last days. You will not be deceived. You're listening to this podcast and you haven't turned it off yet because you're seeking God for the truth, the real Jesus. You know if you're going to reign with him, you're going to suffer with him. You're going to be made in fellowship and be in fellowship of his sufferings, the Lord Jesus Christ. And through those sufferings, you will crucify and mortify the deeds of the flesh, making yourselves and sanctifying yourself holy, both spirit, soul, and body. Through the word of God, sanctify them through thy truth, thy word is truth. Through the Holy Ghost and fire whose fan is in his hand, he'll thoroughly purge his floor. And that will be the word of God for reproof, rebuke, and for correction. Not to pat you on the head, not to say, oh, well, darlings, go after money. God's going to bless you. No, saying, endure hardship as a good soldier. You're in the army of the Lord, soldiers of the cross. And you endure those hardships as a good soldier. Though God bear along with you, watch in Luke 18. And he says, shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him through your prayers, your supplications to him, day and night, your importunity, keep coming back. Though he bear along with them, Yes, he bears along with us. He said, I tell you that he will avenge them speedily, immediately, very speedily. When God's judgment there and it's done and he performs his work upon you, he will avenge you speedily. He will crush Satan under your feet shortly, very speedily. And that that is determined will be done and the Lord will always Always fight your battles for you. Trust in him, hold on to him, adhere to him in faith, and he will never, ever let you down. He will always, always abide in you and do his will according to his word in your life. Not maybe, not sometimes, but all the time. And God is good and honors his word and cannot deny his word, cannot deny himself, and he cannot lie. What he said, he'll do. Shall he bring forth, bring you to the birth, and shall he not bring forth? Can a mother forget her suckling child? God said yes, she can. But I have not forgotten you, for I have you engraved, sealed in the palms of my hands. All you have to do, is continue on by faith and not faint. Don't give up. Don't fall by the wayside. Keep the word of God, water it. Let it come forth in you unto perfection to the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ. 
and you which are troubled rest with us when the Lord shall be revealed from heaven, taking vengeance on, on them with fire that know not God, because our testimony among, among you was believed, Paul said, when he comes to be glorified in his saints. The judgment of God. What will it do in the first the judgment verse must first begin at the house of God. Don't let that uh, literally knock you out or let that dissuade you from following the truth. Don't let it where, where you say, well, God doesn't care about me. I think I'll just quit. Don't do that. Because the Lord God said that you, that will suffer with him, will reign with him as kings and priests unto the Lord your God for a thousand years. Paul said it again. We're troubled on every side, but we're not in distress. We're persecuted, but we're not forsaken. We're cast down. That's right, but we're not destroyed. Always bring about in my, our body the dying of the Lord Jesus Christ. That the life of that Lord Jesus the Christ life will be seen, manifest through you in your mortal bodies. What will this do for us? Our light affliction, which is only but for a moment, seems like an eternity, but it's not. This affliction, which is only but for a moment, works for us a more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. It works for you more glory in the Lord Jesus Christ from glory to glory even as by the Spirit of the Lord until you conform to the perfect image of Jesus Christ not as newborn babes not as little children not as young men but as fathers growing up into Jesus and all truth and all things that you're not tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine having your senses exercised thereby to discern both good from evil be encouraged. God's for you. And if God be for you, who can be against you? I'm talking to the one God, the, the Jesus, the people that know their Christ and the doctrine of Christ, that he alone is God and there's not another. God is for you. And he will crush Satan and crush Satan and stomp Satan under your feet shortly. Believe God. Be encouraged for he is at the door. Well, if the Holy Ghost has dealt with you, please contact me. Let's work together. My country code, plus one, 903-746-4885. There's a little message at the end of this. Please become a part of our ministry. Take an active role. Be an active soldier of the cross. And it will affect greatly the kingdom of God in and through you. Well, until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Beard saying, Behold the real Jesus.